This is the After Party, live with Jim McAllister and John Daly. Noon, Kim McAllister. Hello. Hey, I hope my microphone's still a little low, but Tony's going to help me fix it after the show. So. You sound fine over here. Okay, well, good. I'm glad to hear it. How's everybody on this Thursday? I'm good. You know, you were saying that the Mark Thompson show is overbooked. I am glad to say that we are underbooked. Yes, we are. Because we're the after party. We're, well, I don't know, we're we not slackers. Of, but... We don't have a lot of time for guests and things. We have a lot of stories to get to. We, we move yeah. at a fast clip here. There's, there's no time. There's just no time. There's no, just no there time. really isn't. I mean, by the time we're done with all the fun stuff we have, we look up and we're surprised that it's time to go. So We have a specialized set of skills. There's just no time. <laughs> we really do. I want my daughter back. Oh, you know what? We have to thank someone who came in in after hours trading, as Mark likes yeah. to say, and left us a little something something in yeah. uh, under the what is it? The comments of the show. Yeah, so who thank was you it? to Stephen Ironmonger <gasps> for a ten dollars super sticker. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. That's so nice. What a way to come in and start the show to find that out. Yeah. Um, it's been a rough day in San Francisco. The Bay Bridge was shut down. It has slowly reopened. They had 50 people they arrested. These folks protesting, the uh, they want a ceasefire in the Middle East. And they chained themselves to their cars, which they had stopped on the Bay Bridge, and they chucked their keys in the bay. That's a lot for, like, what time did they do it? <laughs> uh, it was this morning, and during the morning very, drive. Very motivated to do your protest that early. Yeah. And then... Well, Get rid of your car, basically. Get rid of your keys, absolutely. I mean, I guess you make sure you have a second set at home. I don't know. But so the Bay Bridge reopening slowly. What a traffic nightmare. And I have been loving the pictures that you've been sending me of all the lights, the laser lights in San Francisco because of the APEC summit. Yeah, they the have APEC these, lasers. Yeah, they have these lasers. Look at get that. I mean, pew, it's pew. really kind of cool looking. Pew, pew, pew. Did you know, did you know, for everybody who doesn't know this, if you're in the, if you're texting someone and you type P-E-W with an iPhone. space P-E-W with an iPhone, the laser lights come on your phone. Try it right now. Type in, text like someone. Don't say anything else except pew, pew, pew space pew, P-E-W space P-E-W. And the laser lights come on. It's the coolest thing. I do it to John Daly all the time just because. That's exactly what it looks like, like though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty. Uh, You know who we're not celebrating? No. It's Cruz. (laughs) Sayonara, sucker. Says it is halting all supervised, uh, in addition to manual car trips. um, Everything. Oh, sorry, supervised and manual car trips, in in addition to the, uh, you know, the automated... Uh, trips that were canceled. Right. Yeah. Uh, in the U.S., as uh, the driverless taxi company expands its probe uh, into how it responded uh, to the October 2nd crash that led to its suspension in California. That's a lot different than their initial response. Do you remember their initial response? Uh, it's not our fault. It's we the didn't do anything fault. wrong. It was kind of like didn't do anything your wrong. Kids. Nothing to see here. Yeah. It's kind of like your kids when you call them out on something. <laughs> so the latest I announcement. I didn't do that. Who uh, else draw on the wall? I don't know. <laughs> means San Francisco residents won't see any of the company's robo taxis on the city streets, at least for now. Um, yay! Yeah, uh, this Cruz, orderly pause is to further uh, further step is a further step to rebuild public trust while we undergo a full safety review. 
<laughs> we're going to stop <laughs> lying. And we're, we're going to go right. away for a while. We're going to go to um, automated uh, robo-taxi, uh, I don't know, what would you call it, like uh, rehab? We're going to go to auto-taxi rehab. Uh, we're going to get out of the limelight, <laughs> and hopefully people will forget about this. And then we'll uh, have a do-over, right? We'll call it robo-rehab. That's right. <laughs> robo-rehab. We're out of here. <laughs> Humongous thank you to Vilma for a $5 super sticker. Vilma, happy Thanksgiving to you, Vilma. She says a little something to keep you guys going. Really, Uh, really nice. Yeah. Thank you very much. Really cool. Thank you so Uh, much. You know, thank you, Vilma. Something that uh, I thought was interesting. (laughs) It's it's not just APEC. It's GAYPEC. They're calling to the Castro. Uh, I don't know if it's... Would you say it's just LGBTQ people that happen to be here from other countries at APEC that they want to showcase the Castro? Or is it anybody, straight, gay, you name it, come to GAYPEC? I don't know. I think it's more of a political thing because a lot of those countries repress Right, uh, and so they're trying, to, sh- they're trying to showcase what it looks like in a country where you have protections for people that are LGBTQ+, right? You have... Oh, there's, is that Archie hanging out? There he is. Yeah, he's being relocated. He gets moved. Yeah, <laughs> he's relocated. The, he's about to take out the computer. <laughs> oh, no. So, yeah, so they want it, They want people from these other countries that where it, it may be illegal to be gay or, you know, you there's a some type of penalty or it's very frowned upon, whatever. Yeah, I think they it's only ta- pe- Taiwan is the only country that recognizes okay. same-sex marriage, I want to say, or partnership. Wow. So out of the 21 countries, that's it, huh? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, they're calling uh, this gay pack. And last night they hosted this big party and they invited everyone from APEC. Come see what it looks like in America when it's okay to be yourself and you're not going to get in trouble for it. And, you know, we're free here to be who we want to be. A lot of people said from APEC, we can't come because we're representing our countries and we'll get in trouble. However, yeah, but a lot of people did end up showing up anyway. And I don't know if it was the people from APEC or just, you know, anyone looking to have a party, but it was a big dance party. And I love the idea that the Castro took the time to say, you know, let us show you how it can be, how how it should be. Yeah. Very cool. Also very cool. Doug Koch, $10 super sticker. What? Oh, that's nice. Thank you. We're working for Ten, tips as well. Yeah, we are. Uh, we'll take it Kathleen, all. Kathleen, Brian. $10 super sticker. You guys, so cool. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I'm thankful for all of and you. Deborah says Archie is so cute. Yeah, the problem is he knows. <laughs> yeah, he knows. He knows. <laughs> he knows he's not going to get in trouble. There's no Deborah B. Wow, we're on a roll. That's really Deborah nice. B with a $10 super sticker. Thank wow. you, Deborah. My heart wow. feels all happy inside. Thanks, y'all. Uh, something else regarding APEC, we're getting pandas back. We thought that we weren't going to get uh, have any more pandas because they were taking the pandas that they had been in America on loan back. And so there's only one at Zoo Atlanta. That was are the these, last um, one. Are these straight pandas? These <laughs> straight pandas. I don't know. Are those gay pandas? They might be gay pandas. Maybe they're pansexual pandas. It's a possibility. I don't know. Well, they're sending them to, to America. So it's okay. No matter what, we'll accept you the way you are. But President Xi Jinping of China signaled, didn't officially say it, but kind of signaled that new pandas would be sent to the United States. He called them envoys of friendship. 
He said, we are ready to continue our cooperation with the United States on panda conservation and do our best to meet the wishes of Californians so as to deepen the friendly ties between our two peoples. So it seems like maybe we could get a panda or two. I hope they send more than one because you want them to be in pairs, right? Yeah, um, you know, I mean, a panda, it's not really a panda party if you just have one sad looking panda. <laughs> That's true. With its like they, butt up against the glass. These pandas, they've been a symbol of friendship, uh, the relationship between the U.S. and China. And so in times where our relationship is frosty, they call for those pandas to come home. They say, you send our pandas back. Yeah, I feel like the pandas are involved in a custody dispute. It's unfortunate. Not of their making either. Do they want to come here? I don't know. I don't know. They'll go wherever they can get the bamboo. They had my backyard is where they could get that. The, the after, national party, after party pandas. Come on. We got bamboo. <laughs> the National Zoo's three giant pandas, Mei Zhang, Tian Tian, and their cub Zhao Qi, G, uh, began their long trip back to China eight days ago. So after they left, there were only four pandas left in the United States. They were all at the Atlanta Zoo. And then and you got the panda jet lag. California. They got, That's no yeah. There is, though, apparently a bird of the century. How do you get that title? Did you have to yeah, compete? Have you, have you heard about this bird, the Puteki Teki? He's cute. A Puteki Teki Teki? So it's won a competition in New Zealand called Bird of the Century with uh, HBO's John Oliver's backing. So the Puteki Teki, also known as the Austra- Australiza- Australasian? Australasian Crested Grebe. Say that five times fast. Was named New Zealand's Bird of the Century after campaign spearheaded by comedian John Oliver. The conservation charity Forest and Bird announced the winner on Wednesday after a two-day delay caused by a flood of votes that temporarily crashed the online voting verification system. Oliver voiced his support for the Pateki Pateki in an online vote during the November 5th episode of his HBO series last week uh, tonight. No bird on earth is more deserving of the Bird of the Century than this one, Oliver said. They're weird puking birds and uh, with colorful mullets. What's not to love here? Um, Forest <laughs> they, and bird they're said... Pu- they're puking birds? They barf? Yeah, apparently. Oh. Uh, maybe that's where the name comes from. Forest and bird said that more than 350,000 votes were cast for the bird of the century poll, uh, with 290,000 of those uh, going to Pateki Teki. The previous record for the most va- votes cast was 56,733. <laughs> Um, so he went on with um, Jilly, oh, Jimmy Fallon. Oh, look at his Puteki suit. That's yeah, he cute. went on with Jimmy Fallon and uh, he promoted it. And uh, the other rival bird, uh, you know, uh, campaigns were not were not look at the thrilled. baby Puteki Teki. Yeah. So cute. They have a cute way of carrying around their children. Yeah. Um, but you know, conservation and attention to conservation is good, even if it you know, even if it means the Americans have uh, interfered in a foreign election. Hmm. Well, bird of the century, what I, I read that they ingest their own feathers to guard against toxins and then they barf their feathers back up. Yeah. yeah. I like oh. his hair. Puteki yeah. teki hair. They Cute. have a little bit of, um, that's kind of like 80s, right? A lot of. Uh, <laughs> like flock like of seagulls looking hair? Yeah, like hair. Yeah. <laughs> like hair gel. <laughs> bird hair gel. Well, let's go to this plane where a horse got loose. This happened at a cargo plane that left JFK International Airport. They had to turn around right after they took off because a horse aboard 
got loose. This was an Air Atlanta Icelandic plane. It was a cargo plane. And I guess they have horse stalls there for transporting large animals. Well, the horse broke out of its stall. And the pilot said to the air traffic control, we don't have a problem flying wise, but we need to return back to New York. We can't get this horse back secured. Um, A veterinarian had to be brought in, check on this horse once the plane was back on ground. But that's that's quite a, you know, a loose horse on a plane. Yeah, that's not going to work. They were flying this horse. Tired of these horses on this mother effing plane. (laughs) That's right. They had to, they're flying to Belgium, and they took off again later in the day after the uh, the horse was secured. I'm oh, so they were going he... to the world court. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly where they were headed. Oh, but it's not no. Belgium. No, no, no. Mm-mm. What? Um, you know, Lee you caught me ten dollars. What? Eileen and I wish you a happy Thanksgiving a week early. Lee Cop, happy Thanksgiving to Thank you. you Lee. You're awesome. I hope you have a wonderful holiday with your family. Thanks, Eileen. And thanks, Lee. Nice. People are so nice. I am going to cry. I'm feeling emotional today. Last week, was it last week? Or maybe it was this week. I don't know. The days are blending together. You told me about a job. It was $2,500. And all I had to do was watch one Christmas movie every day for 25 days. Right. 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 Now... There's another job right up my alley. We just need you, Kim, for one last job. (laughs) This popcorn will self-destruct. But I'm doing a YouTube show. I'm doing three YouTube shows. We need you. We need you, Kim. We need you to come back for one more job. This company is going to pay someone two grand to watch 12 Hallmark movies. That could be, what, uh, $4,500 total. They're looking for a special Christmas movie maven. Yes. It's a subscription box company called Bloomsy Box. And they say their chosen candidate is going to get an ample supply of Ghirardelli hot cocoa, two pairs of fuzzy socks to guarantee a cozy watching experience. They have a, a rating system designed to stand up to the scrutiny of what they call even the most steadfast Scrooges. You have to rank each movie by criteria, including the festivity factor, predictability quotient it's a hallmark movie they're all predictable they all and and the exact same way chemistry check okay uh tearjerker test it's a hallmark movie so you know uh and replay value cheese factor cheese cheese factor is not on the list (laughs) it should be this movie sucks factor is not on the list the movie's chosen for the experiment the most wonderful time of the year a crown for christmas because we always need the royalty on hallmark nine lives of christmas the christmas getaway journey back to christmas you see the theme family for christmas christmas under wraps three wise men and a baby a royal Christmas again with the with the crown, uh, and the North Pole Christmas and the Christmas train. So it's always like a high powered mm. businesswoman who's like left the urban environment for like Colorado and uh, is going to some cute Airbnb, um, or she's a journalist and she's going to cover a story, but then she's stuck in a small town and then she meets <laughs> a ridiculously oh, handsome man. I see somebody's been watching the Hallmark Channel. Gotcha. I, I flip through and I'm like, this is the same movie. The same it movie is with the different same people. It's just the and same movie only, over and over again. There's only one point of physical contact between the two, and it's the kiss at the end. Yeah. They just mm-hmm. plug in different uh, different um, women and different um, 
you see or all sometimes they're the same they're all the same actors over and over again you see the kiss at the end cue the next movie we're going on to the next hallmark movie over and over (laughs) again no Uh, no 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 in addition to you uh you're the one that knows the plot and watches them john daly in addition to the two thousand dollar payment you also get a 12 month flower box subscription so that's cool they send you flowers every month i want to i that sounds more useful yeah, and you get the hot cocoa, and you get the fuzzy socks, and you get to watch the Hallmark movies. Now it sounds like QVC. Vilma says, stop watching Hallmark because I started to figure out the plots <laughs> of all their movies. Yeah, because they're all the same. Oh, you know what? I, I just realized the reason why I watch, I have an excuse for the last time I saw one of those is um, I was watching, I think, the Mark Thompson show, <laughs> like um, on my TV, right? On YouTube, mm-hmm. on TV. And then it just auto plays like it goes into things. And yeah. for some reason, it just decided that I needed to see every like Christmas movie. So I was doing other things, right? And yeah. too lazy to go up and turn it off. And it would just auto play like a different Christmas movie every time, which My is weird. My kids probably have a very um, skewed sense of romance because for a while, I just always had Hallmark, Hallmark on because I could trust that there wasn't going to be any violence i could trust that there wasn't going to be anything i didn't want my kids to see necessarily and any variation in plot the commercials weren't going to be you know for csi with dead bodies it was all very tame and so because of that they probably got this skewed sense of you know this is what romance is no that's not what it is a likely excuse excuse, john but it is weird have you ever had that happen where uh, youtube just starts playing a movie no like there's a difference between like playing a music video or it's a clip and then all of a sudden going into a two-hour movie. Um, you know who could use two-hour movies? Um, people who are stuck in the trenches in war. Uh, this is a very strange transition. I apologize for that. Mm, okay. um, this is uh, Russian troops and Putin is red-faced as trenches are existing in what they're calling a Las Vegas-type environment with their troops on drugs. Uh, The Ministry of Defense, uh, this is the UK Ministry of Defense, claims as many as 15% of Putin's forces are high on drugs. They are high as a kite. How do you Uh, get that in Russia? I thought they had it clamped down on everything. Yeah, I mean, Russia, you just pay the right people. I mean, it it sounds like it's a cluster F all over the place. He doesn't even have control over, you know. So the the troops are high. They're high as a kite. Trying to fight a war, but they're high on drugs? They're not fighting the war on drugs, apparently. They're probably just, you know, like resigned to the fact that they're in a horrible Mm. situation. Um, Putin's soldiers are living it up in the trenches, with many of them taking drugs uh, because it resembles, uh, and they're saying it resembles debaucherous Las Vegas activity. According to Britain's uh, Ministry of Defense, like I just said, 15% of Russian troops are taking recreational drugs as such, such as amphetamines and cannabis. Um, Russian language news outlet Vertska made the initial allegations on drug taking, which the Ministry of Defense of the UK confirmed. The ministry said on X, these reports are credible and follow numerous reports since the invasion of a high rate of disciplinary incidents, crimes and deaths related to alcohol abuse among amongst the Russian forces. Oh. Russian commanders are frequently punishing drug and alcohol abusers by posting them to Storm Z assault detachments, which have effectively become penal units. One of the core drivers of poor Russian discipline and substance abuse likely remains the continued lack of opportunity for combat troops to rotate away from the front line. Um, their lives suck. I mean, yeah, I guess you, you can understand that. Yeah, that's So that's sad. your Debbie Downer for the day. Well, okay. Here's how about something helpful. Okay. If you are going to get vaccinated, which I highly oh. recommend. Yeah, I'm, I'm scheduled. I just got mine. I got a flu shot in one arm and I got a COVID in the other. 
Okay. Well, apparently that was good yeah. because there's a new study from the study people saying getting mm-hmm. the COVID and the flu vaccines together is better is better. It's better for you than getting them. Except separately. I saw another study from the study people that said in some older people it could be um, ill-advised. Hmm. Well, this study uh, was presented at the Vaccine Summit in Boston and involved two groups of Massachusetts healthcare workers. They measured the antibodies of both groups. The research concluded the group that had their shots administered together had higher levels of uh, immunoglobulin G1, the antibodies that counter COVID and that strain of influenza. So I guess you you are better immune, they say. Your body maybe mounts a better response if you get them together. The researchers think it's possibly because of enhanced stimulation of the immune system by both vaccines being present at the same time. The key thing to see is if this has had any kind of meaningful meaningful clinical benefit. Do the higher levels of antibody translate into more protection against infection or disease? They haven't peer-reviewed this study yet. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommends getting a flu vaccine and a COVID vaccine at the same visit. I didn't have mine on the same arm. I did that last year, and it wasn't a good thing for my um, my lymph nodes swelled up really badly under my armpit right when I yeah. had that. Uh, and so this year I had it at the same time, but in separate arms. Right? See, I've been so, putting but, off the flu shot mm-hmm. because... Uh, I read a study from the study people a few years ago that say the peak of the flu is usually like February. Mm-hmm. February. Uh, thanks, Gene. <laughs> and um, the efficacy of the flu vaccine goes down every month. Right. So I've never had the flu in like October or November. So I decided to to get them done in November and just push it off, even though they're like due in September. Um, so here I, I remember reading this. This is three weeks ago in ABC. Getting flu and COVID shot together still reasonable. Okay, so they're still saying it's reasonable mm-hmm. amid safety review of potential stroke risk. Oh, God. Yes, older adults who received last year's COVID booster in a high-dose version of the flu vaccine. This is the high-dose version of the flu mm-hmm. vaccine. I don't think most people are keeping track of what which one they're you getting. You have to be a certain age to get that, I think, right? Okay, Yeah, but they're saying that in the same visit could have a potential increased risk of stroke, according to a new FDA-funded fun- study. Mm. <laughs> Experts urged that the results were preliminary and may be explained by other factors, such as the fact that older adults are already at a higher risk of stroke due to their age. Yeah. Um, now you're going to love this best. This next part. You ready for it? This quote. There is no need for panic and emphatically no need <laughs> to stop giving COVID and flu shots at the same time to older adults, said Dr. Peter Chin Hong, infectious oh, disease Dr. specialist Peter Hong. at UC you. San Francisco, while he reiterated that more research is needed. So um, they're also not peer reviewed, but they're doctor. Peter Chin Hong reviewed. That's mm-hmm. all that Kim needs. That's all I need. That's all so I need to know. So I think the moral of the story is talk to your doctor. Yeah, the CDC citing one of its own studies on the side effects uh, that follow getting both shots at the same time. They said there are more side effects associated with getting the COVID booster and the flu shot together, but they say the side effects aren't as bad as only getting the COVID booster. Uh, so I guess, you know, uh, they say people who get the, the flu vaccine and the COVID vaccine at the same time are slightly more likely to have reactions, including fatigue, headache, and muscle ache than people who only got their COVID vaccine. But the reactions were mostly mild and went away quickly. So there might be more uh, more of a, 
a benefit. They do mention the strokes like you did as well. They said there's a possible small increased risk of stroke and mini stroke in the elderly who get the high doses of those vaccines, but that it's not meaningful as far as an increase in risk. Ask your doctor if stroke risk is right for you. Mm, Wow. Kim says uh, high dose is 65 over typically and uh, that Dr. Hadi is Dr. Alok Patel. Oh, you have a... A rival. Oh, really? Dr. Peter Chen Hong. Mm, you think so, do you? Dr. Alok Patel is really, really nice. I'm going to stick with my Dr. Peter Chen Hong. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all these studies might be making you go crazy, right? You might hear like a ringing in your head. Or if you hear it a ringing in your head, it might be that you live in Northern Ireland. This is a very strange story. A mysterious humming noise. Is keeping Northern Ireland city awake at night. A mysterious humming sound has been keeping these residents awake, and officials say they have not yet determined its source. The sound, described as a humming or buzzing noise, has re- been reported most frequently between 10 p.m. and midnight um, in Oma, County Tyrone. Uh, I think I have some relatives from there. It's. Uh, I feel very conflicted. Some of my relatives are Where? from Northern Ireland, and oh, some of them Northern are Ireland. from Ireland, Ireland. Um, oh. Yeah. So that's a, that was always a conflict, right? Due to the wide area where the sound has been reported, it's difficult to pinpoint the exact source. Officers are currently investigating the uh, the use of specialist equipment. They're investigating the use of specialist equipment um, or procurement of a specialist company. Oh, okay, to assist in detecting the source of the noise. And they said the noise has been disturbing residents' sleep for several weeks. Um, for some people, it's it's something that they've gotten used to. For uh, others. They haven't heard it, but for a considerable number of people, it's something that's proving a disturbance that's real cause for concern. That would that would drive me crazy. So it's just what a low level hum, and they don't know where it's coming yeah, from. It's like a humming noise. It's keeping it loud enough to keep people awake. Um, I would think that it's probably um, the earth getting ready to open up and swallow oh, everyone whole. That's you reasonable. know, like in the sci-fi movie where you hear that like there's a drum beat, there's something yeah. happening, and then it's you know something horrible happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. watch out. Yeah. Watch out. Or maybe another Loch Ness monster is going to pop up in Northern <laughs> Ireland, something like that. We talked a little bit earlier about APEC and the dignitaries that are visiting, apparently, some of them, they're in California. What do they do? They're going to In and Out. Janet Yellen spotted That's it what a burger in, in, in and Out. That's right. She's there ordering her double double. John Kerry spotted eating it in and out as well. They came to California and they just couldn't not have the in and out. Yes. So there's a picture of Janet Yellen uh, that was they, she was caught at in and out on Twitter or X, as you say. Um, and, you know, I, when you ca- catch a picture of somebody like Yellen uh, at the in and out counter it's it's a it's a little bit funny why you yell to admit every time i hear her name i i hear that drop why, in you why are you yelling why are you yelling janet yelling that's not the best presentation of a in and out burger and uh you know so i would say sorry that's a little sloppy four stars and uh the animal fries never look appetizing it looks <laughs> no. like they've already been digested Ew, no. Right? Well, here she is. You can see her. She's standing at the counter. She's trying to get her her in and out order placed to get on the back on the road. But yeah, it's funny when you see, you know, people. I would not recognize her, especially from the stature. <laughs> there they are at the in and out counter getting their burger. Mm. Herself. Yeah. Good yeah. Funny. Well, if burgers aren't your thing and you need to eat healthier, try vegetables. Um, hey. An Iowa teen 
grew 7,000 pounds of veggies, then gave them all away. Lauren Schroeder was... Oh, what a nice thing. She was volunteering. uh, These are nice looking vegetables, too. She was volunteering at a community food nonprofit when uh, she was 14. As she filled bags with donated groceries, she noticed something that didn't seem right. There were plenty of canned and boxed goods, but she didn't see anything fresh or green to give to families in need. I thought it would be great to change that. Um, She's now 17 years old. Uh, I wanted people to get the nutrition they needed from fresh vegetables, so she told her parents she wanted to start a garden on some of their farm acreage in Dixon, Iowa, so she could supply families with homegrown produce. She wanted to plant lettuce, carrots, tomatoes, and zucchini. Uh, The Schroeders plant soybeans and corn every year on their 150-acre farm, and Lauren knew there was room to plant other vegetables. Her mother was proud Lauren came up with the idea and said they wanted to support her. But I also had a little bit of the devil's advocate on my shoulder wondering, oh my gosh, how much work is this going to be, said her fa- her mother. Uh, plenty, in fact. But Schroeder soon learned that her daughter was up to it. Uh, Lauren had raised rabbits and lambs in 4-H in her FFA club, but she had never tried her hand at planting vegetables. She did a lot of research online to find out what worked and what didn't work. Plants needed shade, which ones need more water, blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. which ones are the best, what's the best time to harvest each right. crop. Um, pretty cool. I think that's... Look uh, at those. Look like really nice little wooden boxes she delivered them in. Yeah. A how much better presentation. She, how many people did she feed? Uh, well, it was 7,000 pounds of uh, gross of uh, vegetables. Did that's I give a you lot. a number? I don't think I, that's cool. I don't think I had a number on that, but yeah. a, lo- a lot of people. A lot. Hella, hella people. Hella yeah. people. This is a story we've talked about a lot on the After Party Live, which is our sedentary lifestyle and there's a new study saying sitting down all day is killing us and the cure they say there's that guy what's really funny is this guy it's a stock image and they're using it on every story like every newspaper is using so can you imagine you like you go to the internet today and it's like talking about people who are like lazy and don't get off the couch and it's your face everywhere right well yes it's true modern lifestyles have made sitting down for extended periods a very common occurrence. I mean, here I am sitting for five hours straight, right? Whether it's at work, during the daily commute, relaxing at home, sitting is the default position for many of us. Are you sitting down right now? Mm, I bet you are. Well, studies have linked excessive sitting to a range of health problems, including obesity, heart disease, diabetes, certain types of cancer even. What? Prolonged sitting can lead to poor posture, muscle imbalances, back pain, all of it. Uh, The human body, they say, is designed for movement. And if you sit for long periods, it disrupts your natural functioning. So what do you do? Move your ass is exactly what you do. John says, stock couch potato. There he is. Number one, take frequent breaks. You have to set reminders for yourself. Get up and move around every hour. You take, are you moving? Is that you? Hi, John Daly. (laughs) I can see your torso. You take short walks. You stretch. You do some light exercises. Can I get some light exercises over there out of you? To break up long periods of sitting. There you go. (laughs) Even a few minutes of movement can make a significant difference. You're being healthy right now. Number two, stand up. Consider using a standing desk or adjustable workstation. Number three, move during lunch breaks. Instead of eating lunch at your desk, use your break for a walk. Engage in physical activity. Four, incorporate exercise into your uh, routine. Make regular exercise a priority. Aim for 150 minutes of moderate intensity aerobic activity or 75 minutes of vigorous activity uh, every week. 
And you can find things that you like to do, like walking or jogging or dancing. Make it part of your routine. Number five, stay active outside work. So even if, like me, you have a sedentary job, find ways to get outside, engage in hobbies or sports that require you to move. If you're faced with a decision, stairs or elevator, go stairs. If you park your car in a parking lot, park it farther away from where you need to go so you get more walking in. I do that. All little tricks to keep you moving your ass. I do that also mm-hmm. to like reduce the uh, chances that somebody's going to hit my car with their door or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, I don't know. We had a boss who had one of those like uh, standing desks, like sit standing yeah. desks. Um, but it was really funny because it's like everyone I've seen that has one of those is like the people who barely do anything. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you have time to research and do all that. They used to have in the old KGO studio back when it was owned by ABC. Yeah, yeah. Disney. My first tour uh, duty. We had a, a desk in the studio that you could sit at, or it had a little button. You it was the whole. Go, it was the whole console. Like, the whole thing would raise up, whole, and then the you whole, could stand, or you could sit, studio. or whatever is most comfortable for yeah. you. The minute the company got sold to Citadel, that was the company that owned it after Disney and before Cumulus. Then they they moved. sold. They took it and they sold it for money. Because it was an expensive piece of equipment. They sold it away. I never really saw anybody use it. I think Mm. because it gets old. It also, you know, takes a while to... (laughs) It's cool, though. It was cool. (laughs) Uh, You want to do this story before we go to break? Yeah, let me do one more story before we take a break. Crazy story. Yeah, a Nigerian woman's wig Mm -hmm. measures... Are you ready for it? 1,152 feet and 5 inches long. That's right. Helen Williams from Lagos, Nigeria, has achieved a new record for the longest handmade wig with stretches, stretches an incredible 351 meters or 1,152 feet and five inches. Um, She was confirmed by Guinness World Records. That's why we're not showing the video. Um, She earned the title for this longest handmade wig with her impressively impressively long faux locks. She said she used 1,000 bundles of hair, 12 cans of hairspray, 35 tubes of hair glue, 6,250 hair clips to assemble the massive mane. Finding the materials to make the longest wig was not an easy task, she said. My experience as a wig maker helped a lot. Um, yeah, well, that makes sense, right? She's Why been would a professional. You even do that? I don't understand wig... what the draw she, is. She's been a professional wig, wig, me, wig maker. Well, she gets the attention and she's, you know, then that'll probably mm-hmm. drum up more business for about eight years and typically, typically makes between 50 and 300 wigs each week. She's probably making more now. I've trained hundreds of students and have made thousands of wigs, she said. Um, pretty cool. And uh, one more photo of her. <laughs> I think it's kind of strange. Working on it. Well, it's I mean, more thing. power to you. you know? It's not hurting anybody. It's, is it real hair? Uh, did they say? I don't. Yeah, I mm. think it's. Uh, Where do you get that much hair? It must be synthetic. It says bundles of hair. I think it's real. Yeah. A lot of wigs are made with real hair. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, ew, a little bit ew. Okay, let's take a break. When we come back... <laughs> a little bit ew. We'll talk about somebody else who has a lot of wigs. We'll talk about somebody else. Wiggy, wiggy, wiggy. We have a Thursday trivia coming oh, yeah. up as well. Category today, movies. We got your messages. You're done with geography. We hear somebody it loud and clear. To, to take a break from geography. Yeah, we'll take a break from that. And so movies are coming today. So we'll talk about that. We'll do it all next. This is The After Party Live.
The After Party Live is underwritten by our audience, and without you, this show wouldn't be possible. If you can contribute $10, $15, or $20 a month, it would keep this party a rockin'. The PayPal link can be found in the About section of the YouTube channel or at the bottom of the show description. Any dollar amount is appreciated, and it all adds up. On behalf of Kim and myself, thank you for your consideration. Aloha, bitches. It's the After Party Live. Thank you for being here with us and spending your hour with us this afternoon. Humongous thank you to ongoing contributors, Allison A., Elizabeth R., and Harry M. Harry, I see you, Harry. Uh, Allison A., Elizabeth R., Harry M., thank you, all of you, for contributing to the show. Vilma with your $5 super sticker and your nice comment. Doug with your $10 super sticker and your beautiful self. Kathleen with your $10 super sticker and your awesomeness. Deborah with your $10 super sticker and your coolness. And Eileen and Lee jumping in with a ha- early happy Thanksgiving and your kindness. $10 from you. Thank oh, yeah, you so tur- much. Turkey's coming. We need mm. uh, all the help we can get. So all of that support. That's just a general statement. A long right? way. Really? <laughs> in, yeah, in help. general, in general. All the help we can get. Um, did you hear this story before we start with trivia about Gwen Stefani? Yeah. There, she's facing allegations of cultural appropriation because she said mm. she has this mm. whole har- Harujuki, Harujimoki, whatever it is. Harujuki. She said, Harajuku. Harajuku. It's, uh, a, it's like the fashion district of Tokyo. She says, I am Japanese, right? Oh, don't say that. And now she. Uh, well, she's maybe like, she feels she's it. She's feeling she's like, like part of the culture. You can't say that, though. Uh, she's like Italian and something, right? I don't know what she is. I think it's But now she article. was enlisted to headline a reception. She's Italian by... and Irish. Okay. Well, she yeah, thinks she's Japanese. No, no, no. This is not the first time that she's like been accused of this either no she uh has been tapped to enlist this headline reception hosted by president biden for all the leaders at at the apec yeah um but she did it even though she is being accused of appropriating the japanese culture at the asian pacific economic cooperation summit yeah the moment that she had with with that whole i am japanese thing came during a promotional interview for the launch of a beauty uh, prom- product, which apparently draws it's inspiration your, her beauty from, line, her, like, yeah, from Tokyo's beauty. Harajuku district, as you yeah, say. Yeah, that's what I was mentioning, yeah. Stefani repeatedly claimed to be Japanese. She's of Irish and Italian heritage, heritage, as you say. She's long-faced criticism for perpetuating perceived stereotypes of Japanese people in her marketing and her use of backup dancers, yeah. I guess, as well. Um, she did an album in 2004 called Love Angel Music Baby, yeah. and her tour had an entourage of Japanese women um, those are the folks that are scheduled to perform or that performed last night at APEC. They asked the executive director of the Japanese Cultural Community Center of Northern California, Paul Osaki, and apparently he expressed uncertainty about her invitation, but said he doesn't have any concerns about her past behavior. I hope her appearance at APEC is not related to her Harujuku girls era or feelings about Japanese, uh, Osaka telling the Chronicle. 
last night before the appearance. If they want representation of the Japanese culture at the reception, there are several Japanese cultural performing arts groups that are more authentic yeah, and that's not what I was stereotypical thinking. Like, and of you, actual you only Japanese have, ancestry. You right? only have a certain number of slots and availability. Right. And it's like, why aren't you featuring the people from these countries? Yeah. I mean, I'm, big, I'm a big fan said, of hers, but... One time she said, my God, I'm Japanese and I didn't know it. She thinks there's an innocence to her relationship with Japanese culture. She calls no, you don't say you're Japanese. S- you say, I really appreciate it. I like to go to Germany. Right. Like, I like to go to Bavaria. I don't say I'm Bavarian. Mm-hmm. Well, she does say she's a super fan of it, but also says, I think I'm Japanese. So she said, yeah. if people are going to criticize me for being a fan of something beautiful and sharing that, then I just think that doesn't feel right. It should be okay to be inspired by other cultures because if we're not allowed, then that's dividing people. Be precise said. in your language when you're talking about race and stopping a jerk. Mm-hmm. Blue Spark uh, has a good point. I think she's turning Japanese. I think she's turning Japanese. I really think so. I really think so. Yeah. Um, okay, time for trivia. It is Trivia Thursday. Are trivia you going to do the voice? Thursday. Do we do that for Trivia Thursday? I thought we only no, did that for Trivia I just Tuesday. really like the voice. You're right. What, what if what, what if Satan came in? Okay, please. Trivia. Get ready for the ultimate challenge. This week, <laughs> the category is movies. Hollywood. I want your soul. <laughs> he always has to throw that in. You notice that? With Satan? He could do that all he day long. Wa- he always wants so your funny. soul. It's like kind of an oh obsession. Oh my God. This is the best. I love it. All right. You asked the first question. I'm throwing it to you, my friend. Oh, okay. I have to open it up on my phone because I have to keep the answers, you know, they're, they're, they're kept away from you. We have an accounting firm that keeps the questions uh, separate. Okay. First question. In which movie did Julianne Moore win the Academy Award for Best Actress? This might be in a hard which, one. In which movie? In which movie did Julianne Moore win the Academy Award for Best Actress? Oh, God. I'm going to suck at this category. I just don't know. You suck at this category. <laughs> I do suck at this. Kathleen, I told, I warned you I would suck at this. Kathleen Bryant, this is Satan. Shout out. Big shout out. It's not uh, Boogie Nights. It's not Hurt Locker. I don't know. What? Pauline likes the Mockingbird. Shout out, Pauline. It's Mockingbird. Yeah. Uh, Sandy, proud of you. Love your dedication. Uh, bear in mind the tough question. Did we oh, get it? Is it, mock- is, it, is it Mockingbird? No, no, no. Mockingbird is this, this oh. voice. Uh, in which movie did Julianne Moore win the Academy Award for Best Actress? And uh, we're not getting an answer, so I'm going to say it's Still Alice from 2014. What is it? Still Alice. Still Alice. Huh. I never. I saw did that have one. a. I have a Julianne Moore story. Um, oh. Remember um, that hurricane, uh, uh, Hurricane Sandy in New York? Yeah. So I was there visiting a friend. Perfect timing, right? That's the week that yeah. I chose out of all the weeks of the year. And uh, we were in the lower Manhattan and, uh, and the power went out. And so we wanted to go to the grocery store to stock up. And we went to Diagostino's right there in the, in the uh, West Village. And, uh, and there's all these people scrambling about. Like it's a very small grocery store. So they only have like the hand baskets. There's no carts, right? right? Not a lot of room. And the line for every register is all the way to the back of the store, right? And as soon as somebody was done with the basket at checkout, there was somebody ready to like grab the basket. Snap it up. Mm-hmm. Snap it up. So we're there at the end, uh, you know, checking out. And there's this woman who comes up. She's very pretty. Like I, yeah. I didn't recognize her. And um, 
she asks, like, can I have your basket? And I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. I give it to her. And the, everyone next to us is like, that's Julianne Moore. That's Julianne Moore. You gave so Julianne I gave Moore my, your I basket. Gave my, I gave my hand basket to Julianne Moore. She is very, she's very pretty without makeup on. She's like very, yeah. very pretty. And her kids were there, too. Um, okay, next question. Okay. In which 1989 movie does English teacher John Keating, played by Robin Williams, urge his students to seize the day? Oh, I never saw that movie, but um, is it something? Is something Rush? Rush? No. Oh, uh, I know what movie you're talking about, but I didn't see it. Oh yeah, yeah. John has it. The day. John has it. Yeah, Dead Poet Society. Or close Dead Palette Society. He says. (laughs) No, it's not Dead Palette Society. It's Dead Poet Society. Yeah, Deidre has it too. Yeah, awesome, you guys. Good job. Okay, in which movie? Did Gregory Peck win the Academy Award for Best Actor? Can I have some options? No, you can't ask questions. In which movie did Gregory Peck win the Academy Award for Best Actor? Someone's going to get this. It's actually fairly obvious. Mm -mm. Gregory Peck? No. John Watson got it. To kill a mockingbird? Why (laughs) why the hell would you want to kill a mockingbird? That's bullshit. I'm sorry, I swear again. In which 1982 movie directed by John Carpenter and starring Kurt Russell uh, is about a group of research assistants in Antarctica being attacked by a shape-shifting alien? I have to recuse myself because uh, I was in preschool. Oh, my God. Well, what was the question you just asked? I wouldn't have known that one. Okay. That was an old movie. You can come back with snappy responses too if you want <laughs> uh let's see everyone's saying the, the thing theme. everyone's got it yeah pauline, it's the thing. pauline got it's it the thing. pauline yeah yeah okay next question this happened during your adult life <laughs> in which movie <laughs> did gwyneth paltrow win the academy award for best actress Someone's uh shakespeare, shakespeare in love oh you got yeah. it yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh there you go you were paying attention as an adult kim is saying night- these are hard in 1986, President Ronald Reagan invoked the quote, where we're going, we don't need roads, from the 1985 cult classic Robert Zemeckis-directed film. I was in kindergarten. I have to recuse myself. Again with it. I was. I didn't see a movie know. in a movie theater until I was in fourth grade. You had to have seen this one, though. Where we're going, we don't need roads. Oh, is it Back yes, to the Future? Yes, Ren. Back to the Future. John got okay. it too. Square. Pauline. Yes, Back to the Future. Have you seen Back to the Future? I'm I'm trying to think. It's funny. You see so many clips of these movies that are ingrained in pop culture. You think I don't think seen, I've seen the movie. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I think I've seen parts of various because there were three of them, right? Yeah. Uh, of yeah, I don't know. I haven't. I don't think I've seen the whole movie all the way through at all. Wow. There's three. Yeah, three movies. You need yeah. to sit down and have a Back to the Future marathon. I feel like I've seen it, even though I haven't seen it. Like I, mm. you know, I know all the characters, I know the, you know, the plot and everything. Um, let's see. Next question: In which movie did Leonardo DiCaprio win his first Academy Award for Best Actor? Titanic. <clears throat> first movie for Leonardo DiCaprio, Best Actor Academy Award. I'm yeah. sure someone will get it. Do, 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 do. Kim says, what's I didn't even Gilbert know Leonardo Grape? DiCaprio had a Academy Award, to be honest. 
You didn't know he what? He had an Academy Award. Oh, ouch. Yeah. Kim with the hate. Uh, John Slade <laughs> says the aviator. Nope. Uh, Square says basketball diaries. John and Deidre say Great Gatsby. Uh, nope, nope, nope. Uh, Kay says catch me if you can. Jennifer gets it. Woo woo. The Revenant. Revenant. 20, okay. 2015, which was in your adult lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> a dude named Steve on Airbnb offers tours of the Philadelphia Macy's in the Wanamaker building site of what 1987 movie with Andrew McCarthy dating an animated department store statue played by Kim Cattrall animated Mm -hmm. what year was this 1987 that was in second grade it was a good movie another one you haven't seen put it on your list Although well, it's like kind said, of 80s. It's a yeah, little bit see, 80s I didn't cheesy. see any 80s movies in the theater. So. The keyboard music, long, you know. It was a long backup. Uh, yep, you guys all got mannequin? it. It's Mannequin. Absolutely. Everyone yeah, got it. Yeah, I think uh, John mm-hmm. Slade got it first. Yeah. Kim says Airbnb didn't exist. Well, yeah, you have to listen to the question carefully, Kim. <laughs> They're currently <laughs> renting it out on Airbnb, right? That's right. Okay, next question. This one might be tricky. In which movie did Helen Mirren win her first Academy Award for Best Actress? Mm. See a pattern to my questions. Was it in my adult lifetime? Yes, it was. Mm. And I was still working at KGO Round One. In which movie did Helen Mirren win her first Academy Award for Best Actress? She's really good. I bet you're not surprised that she has an Academy Award. No, I'm not. I'm sure she has more than one, actually. John Slade says the queen, and I was thinking the queen. Yes, is it, the it queen? is the queen. John okay, Slade yeah. gets it. Yeah. Who played Hans Gruber in Die Hard and earned a spot in the AFI's 100 Years, 100 Heroes and Villains list as the 46th best villain in film history? He later revealed, apparently, he almost didn't take this role because he didn't think Die Hard was the kind of film he wanted to make. Who played Hans Gruber? Uh, yes, Pauline. It's, that's it. correct. It is Alan Rickman. Yes. I've never seen that movie. What year did it come out? Oh, my God. How do you not know Die Hard? I know of it, but I just didn't see it. You have to watch it on Christmas Eve. Do you know? What What does it have to do with Christmas? It just takes place on Christmas. Oh, okay. He's, so it's he's headed like... home for the holidays, right? There's Christmas trees and there's Christmas paper everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. You don't know what year it came out? Um, I could find out. 1988. Okay. Yeah. I was in third grade. God, that was such a good movie. I told you I didn't see anything in the 80s. Um, yeah. Okay, next question. You have to know this for historical reasons. Okay. <laughs> Francis, you need to watch some movies. Yeah, you um, really do. <laughs> what are the dying words of Charles Foster Kane in Citizen Kane? I have seen this. Rosebud. 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 And that That's is that is um, a reference to her lady bits. Is it really? Mm-hmm. I thought it was a his daughter or something. I forgot that. I, I no, really forget the movie. That's the other Lady thing Bits. I have a problem. I have a problem is that I don't remember like major plot points in movies after I've seen them. Okay. Uh, <laughs> next up, 
who played Mrs. Robinson in The Graduate? What? You're too skipped me. Oh, sorry. You go. <laughs> no, you already asked the question. Okay, then um, you can ask two after that. Who played Mrs. Robinson in The Graduate? I don't know. It was somebody beautiful. It wasn't Susan Sarandon, but it was someone who looked like her. Someone with a rosebud. <laughs> someone with a rosebud. Yep. <laughs> uh, let's see. Murphy. Murphy got it. And Bancroft. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> now you get to ask too. Okay. What is the name of the coming of age 1982 comedy film based on a 1981 book of the same name that has a very, this is going to give it away, very famous pool scene that launched Phoebe Kate's career? You're asking all questions from the 80s. I was like one year old. I don't know. <laughs> you guys are going to get it. I know you are. Mr. Hand. Yep, that's right. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Kim had it too. Oh, you guys all had it. Look at that. Everybody had it. Fast the sled Times was at named... Ridgemont High. Oh, sorry. Laura said the sled was named Rosebud. Her lady bits must have been very cold. <laughs> I have to go back and chili, watch chili, cocoa pop. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, it's a, do I get to I get to double up here? Yeah. Don't get crazy. Mm -hmm. What and please pizza don't ask another 80, 80s question? Oh, I looked up specifically eighties movie trivia. What? Oh, they're the only ones I'll be able to get right. What pizza restaurant <laughs> located on Main and Street, 90s. in its namesake Connecticut town, was also the name of a nineteen eighty eight romantic comedy drama? Starring Vincent D'Onofrio and a very young Julia Roberts. I don't know who that is. I know Julia Roberts. But... I was you in a movie of Julia Roberts, actually. I was an extra. Do you know who I am? <laughs> I'm kind of a big deal. deal. <laughs> Does anybody have it? Yeah, Mystic Pizza. Absolutely. Uh, Mystic P you know who was in Mystic Pizza? Mark Thompson's um, co-host, or actually the host of um, Tim Conway Jr. on a KFI. Mark oh. does a co-hosting on Tuesdays. He was in that movie. I did not um, know that. Yeah, he's a. Mark is very well connected. Apparently, he star. is. Yeah. Yes. Mystic Pizza. Mm. Okay. Uh, da, Your da, turn. Da. Yeah. Um, da, 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 da. What was the first feature-length animated movie ever released? The first feature-length film-length animated movie. Yep. Mm. Was it Snow White? You got it. Mm. Oh, and I totally yes. got the pizza movie reference wrong. Tim Conway Jr. was in Licorice Pizza, not Mystic Pizza. Oh, Licorice pizza. pizza, not Mis Mystic Pizza. Is a whole different ball <laughs> Sorry, I got excited when I heard pizza. And was, yeah. <laughs> Taking <sighs> okay. place over the course of a whole day rather than just the morning. Which 1986 movie stars Anthony Michael Hall, Emilio Estevez, Ali Sheedy, Molly Ringwald, Judd Nelson as a brain, an athlete, a basket case, a princess, and a criminal? It's like the it's the one where they're good. in it's the one where they're in detention. Don't 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 you yes Breakfast, Breakfast Club. Club Walnut Creek Adult Softball first to the punch on that one yep Breakfast Club very good. Yep. Um, don't you forget about me was the um, was the prom song for my school was for it? my class. Oh, that's and guess nice. what song they didn't play? 
Don't you forget about me. Don't you forget about me. <laughs> uh, okay. In the Matrix, does Neo take the blue pill or the red pill? Blue. Oh, he takes the red pill. Red. Red pill. What? Uh, now oh, it's your question. What Ron Howard fantasy film stars Warwick Davis as the titular aspiring sorcerer who tries to save a prophesized baby from harm? Val Kilmer plays a mercenary who helps the hero. Uh, I have no effing idea. Really? It's kind of a cult classic. Was it Willow? gets it. It is Willow. Who got it? Kathleen. Kathleen or uh, Pauline. Yeah. Oh, actually, That's John. That's right, Kathleen. Oh, and John got, yeah. John got it. It is. It's, it is Willow. John has a good memory for all these things. The other John. John Slade. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, for what movie did Hom... Hom Hanks. Hom Hanks. <laughs> for what movie did Tom Hanks score his first Academy Award nomination? Should be able to get this. For what movie did Tom Hanks score his first Academy Award nomination? Forrest Gump. No, no, no. He's been making movies since your time, the '80s. John Slade with his big old memory. Oh, big. Okay. Big, big, big. What was the real heart and soul? I fell in love with you. Um, what is the real? That's the only song I can play on the piano. What is the real first name of Indiana Jones? Oh, I'm. Oh, his his father isn't it Junior. Or is he just calling Junior? It's not Illinois or Iowa. Wait, what? It's a state? No. Or it, he used to say that it was, but it's, that's not it. Oh. Real first name is Henry. Yep, oh, John Henry. Watson got it again. All the Johns John... are winning today. Yeah, it's true. Well done, you guys. Okay, my last question. Ready for it? Yeah. This is in the 70s, so uh, this might be difficult for you. In what 1976 thriller does Robert De Niro famous, famously say, You talking to me? You talking to me? Taxi driver. Mm-hmm. Wow. Good job. A 1903 Tribeca Bow Art building, home to the real-life Hook and Ladder Company 8, famously featured as the firehouse in what 1984 film? Ghostbusters. Yes! Thank God. <laughs> yes, it is. All right, I have one more. There can only be one. Which 1986 action adventure film was the first in a franchise starring Christopher Lambert as a Scottish warrior in the 16th century who must fight for the prize? There can oh, be it's only the, one. Uh, we mentioned this the other week. Uh, uh, what is it? Something high, uh, Highlander. That's right. And John Slade got it. You Johns, you guys are all. You like it because he's it. Scottish. That's why we we brought it up because he's like hunky, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Like yeah, a little Scottish hunk in my life. Bring it home. Uh, now we know how to motivate you to remember things. Okay, uh, <laughs> we have to do this story. I think this is our, probably our best closing story. Um, this is <laughs> pretty funny. Ready for it? Yes, please. Uh, the Taliban seems to be taking a move straight out of the Barbie movie. Video uploaded to YouTube and circulating on social media appears to show AK-47 armed Taliban security forces patrolling the streets on rollerblades. Several could be (laughs) seen skating between traffic (laughs) alongside a truck where one terrorist is 
helming a turret. At other times in the 22-minute long video, the Taliban fighters could be seen skitching or grabbing on to a moving truck uh, oh to be towed. The video was uploaded by YouTuber the, Yadula Marvi. Uh, it's I, I the Taliban at play. Look at that. They, uh, he describes himself online as a parkour athlete in the city. Uh, that's New York. Um, and uh, this was uploaded on November 11th. The first part of the military performance of figure skating in the streets of Kabul, he wrote in the description of the video. In this video, the movement of our figure skaters were filmed and people's reactions were also filmed. And this is the first part of the video. Wait for the next parts. Throughout the video, Taliban fighters seem to be uh, skilled skaters using T-stops and crossover skating. At one point, one fighter could even be seen flipping direction to face backward while holding onto the truck. Uh, all of the Taliban fighters in the video were wearing camouflage uniforms on which several had attached black and white Velcro flags of the Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan, uh, the formal name of the government installed by the Taliban f uh, following the U.S.'s departure. As they approach intersections and traffic, they could be seen speeding ahead in the gaps between the lanes to either cross traffic or force drivers to clear a path for them. Nearly everyone in the truck could be seen filming on their phones, including several who lean out the window for a better view. Um, so that is... Uh, your ending story wow. here on a it's a kinder Thursday. gentler taliban or not <laughs> no no uh, no 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 but women are not allowed sorry women no not in, and you uh, know in they're just as likely to shoot you if they have skates on or if they don't so yeah it's all right yeah. yeah do you even Allah akbar bro come on that is the after party for <laughs> thursday cue the music no dancing though no dancing allowed oh no Oh, there's always dancing in the after party. It's a party, people. Thank you to ongoing contributor Allison A, Elizabeth R, Harry M. You guys are super, super awesome. And Vilma, Doug, Kathleen, Deborah, Lee, and Eileen. Thank you guys so much for contributing to the show. We are going to be back tomorrow with another right. edition of the After Party Live. And I look forward to it very much. Have a great rest of your afternoon, everybody. Bye, John Daly. Goodbye, Kim. I'll see you on Friday. Fabulous Florida. Woohoo!